Hello, junkies, crackheads, stoners, pill poppers, booze bags, coke fiends, ravers, rockers, hippies, hobos, potheads, wasteoids, losers, hipsters, racists, therapists, professors, homophobes, flaming homosexuals, big book thumpers, 12-steppers, hypnotists, skinheads, Mormons, Jews, agnostics, Eskimos, and any and all other members of the Dopey Nation. Welcome to Dopey, the podcast on drug addiction and dumb shit. And here's Dave and Chris. Thank you, Ben. Thank here you, we, Ben. Here we are again. Did you write that little yeah. thing? Oh, you did. Yeah, okay. Fun. <laughs> it's good. And so, weird God slash Todd shot moment as we are sitting here. We just finished recording an episode where we had done a Twitter request for what we're going to do on the show. And good old Scott Countryman starts barraging us with tweets. He's still going. The third tweet was, when's the next time Todd is coming on the show? And as he tweeted it, Todd comes to the door. Here he is. Hey, what's up, Dopey? And not only is he on the show, he's here in person. This is a milestone for Dopey. True. I have to say one thing, though. I'm very taken aback by the the, the picked head. It's it's scary. You look nothing like what I thought you were going to look like. Really? At all. Your picture with the thing over it, like, I thought I had an idea of what you were going to look like, but but totally not what I envisioned in my head. It feels aggressive and scary a little bit. I'm nervous. No, it's okay. (laughs) Don't let the shine fool you. Just, well, know. he told me you had brown curly hair. I used to. Yeah. And the picture you posted of him. He's always wearing a hat. You were wearing a hat. I used to wear a hat because I, I was, uh, you know, I had a receding hairline at a very young age, so I was always wearing hats. Is that why you baked it? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I figured you've got to go full in. You know, you're, go, you're going full in with this kind of thing where you're, you know, just That's in it. denial, I guess, about it. So how do you feel, like, what, like there's a guy I work with, okay? Wait, how do you feel being a Jewish guy with a big head? I get concerned. Like, people ask me if I'm a skinhead all the time. He doesn't like Jewish people. And, and he doesn't like being he, Jewish. He just, he, just, he just looked at the Empire State Building, which has green and red on it, and said, what is this like, Italian coloring? <laughs> well, it is. It's not Christmas time anymore. It's afternoon. Well, he might not like Jewish people. He's very Jewish. Tenancy, that's a Christmas. I see it. But a week, I bet you, I, you know what, dude? Forgive me, but I think a week after Christmas, it's some Italian shit. It's not even some fucking. <laughs> the Italians Christian are super thing. Catholic, anyways. They well, they did the candy cane top. I think is really what puts puts it, the whole thing together. My but point is, in the history of Jews <laughs> that I've known, few have disliked themselves as much as Todd. Oh yeah, I hate being Jewish. See? Really? He doesn't like being Jewish, but he'll take advantage of it when he can. Like, oh, he yeah, likes damn right. he likes shtick and he likes all that stuff. But but then at the same time he doesn't want to look Jewish. He doesn't want to be seen. Oh my God! He thought I was Jewish. He will say something like that. Well, no, I wouldn't care, but really necessarily about that. Like I'm not that. Sh- I'm not ashamed of being Jewish. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. Uh, I don't like make it my identity. Though. You don't look Jewish. Dave yeah, looks some, Jewish. Yeah, so oh, I'm, I'm an undercover Jew. I'm incredibly Jewish. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an undercover Jew. Yeah. And my last name's not Jewish. You know, it's just no. like, you know, it's just you know whatever. So mm-hmm. it's undercover. Undercover, undercover Jew. Jew. Scott Countryman is going at it. He says. His dog Ranger has better taste in music than Chris. All right. He says... <laughs> no argument there. He said, this is what $10,000 of truffle looks like. Mm-hmm. I wanted to steal them, but I am sober and did not. It looks like nuggets to me. Like Those. big nuggets. So Todd recently went to Fish. You! Scott is a big... Hey, what the fuck? Fish is in New York like Dude, all they the time had now. the Baker Dozen, and then they come back in for their New Year's Eve uh, special. But uh, I heard... 
we became very close with our we had a suite so we had a bartender yeah. that we had the first round for the Baker Sausen and then we had him again for New Year's so we came wait what close. do you mean you had a suite there's a suite that my friend he works for a bank so like whenever there's a good show he can get us tickets free tickets yeah. and it's like a suite where we have our own bartender couches oh, wow. our own bathroom we get served at our table, and you just give along for or, a ride. You have to I'm throw anything there, in the pot. Just chilling, That's awesome. You know? I mean, we tip, you know, you tip him at the end of the night. But like, yeah. So he told us that Billy Joel is like, you know, so pissed off at the fish because he wanted to perform on New Year's Eve. Unbeknownst to him, that fish does this like every year. How could he not so know that? He was really pissed off because he thought since he plays there every month, he needs this residency that MSG loves him more than they love fish, and they would let him do a New Year's special. Yeah. But they were like, you know, sorry. But that's they, all business. They just signs a lease to do twenty New Year's <clears throat> or something. They sign a lease for New Year's for twenty years or something. I heard about that. Well, the, the thing it ran out. They ran. They, it was a five-year contract. They ran out. They renewed it, and that's why he was pissed off because they didn't let. I guess the bid wasn't good enough for them, so they let Fish take the take the um, New Year's New Year's run. So that's why they're here all the time. It just seems like that. It was just. The well, someone said they them. were going to fish. I was like, weren't they just? Yeah, here? I saw. I was yeah. Like, <laughs> but the, yeah. Sad, the, the yeah. interesting thing, and Todd, tell me if I'm saying too much. I had the pleasure of seeing Todd a few weeks ago. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask one question real quickly. I've only been to one fish concert, and it was in it was it in Limestone, Maine. It was fucking Ooh. crazy. But it was just like it was like lawless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was just was like awesome. open air drug markets. Is it like that in Madison no. Square Garden? Do people sell shit, like no. mushrooms and shit, or is they it pretty? They do, but it's on very it's, it's, like shady. It's, it's it's hard to get drugs like at the at the MSG show. At least. Okay, I had a hard time. It's not like the world. festivals where it's just like lo- like no. they just like permit. Because there's undercover cops <laughs> Hold everywhere. On, time out, time out. Yes. How hard a time did you have? I mean, for me, it was a hard time. For me, it meaning it took you what twenty minutes? No, it took me a set the first the first night to get what to get Molly. Yeah, and then the second night I I ran into an old friend who had a friend with him and he just gave me like a little personal for me and my for, for me and my friend which was more than enough so it was someone you knew even the second time yeah yeah so but they, you know, but people weren't like you yeah, know yeah. the only thing actually i got was um one of those medical marijuana um marijuana cartridges for like 40 bucks oh, okay that i found that yeah it, they're like walking around like mushroom chop they're they, just they yelling it out yelling it because that's like you know they, it's a shutdown you know it's a community yeah. and it's like um it's you know it's it was the Canadian camp- Mounties there. Yeah, that was, I, was, I remember yeah. that show. That was a great time. <laughs> yeah. So, man, that was, that was a long I ate an ounce of mushrooms on that show. Holy whole shit. Ounce. Yeah, it took me like an hour, and I lost it. Oh, my I, like, you, like If you God. eat too much mushrooms, you actually like black out. I've never had that. See, I was never a big eat a lot of mushrooms. I was more of an acid guy, so I've never experienced that, because yeah. that's why yeah. I, I'm, I'm afraid. You brown out. And then all you think, the, you, the mush, it just having it, like you burp, and it's oh. just with you forever. At one point, I was in a, like, I was like walking, and all of a sudden, I noticed I was in a field with like mud up to my knees, and I was like alone, and like I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but that's the thing about, about acid versus mushrooms, that you take mushrooms like that, you're eating... All it's of hard to get it down. It's hard for me to eat like an eighth of it. And it's it literally, literally just an hour, like an hour of eating. And you're you know? eating it, and you're like, you know, and like acid is just a dose. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and then yeah. Like, yeah. However, um, that, and that mushroom shit sits horrible in your stomach. So, it's a that, poison you're eating, too. It's a poison. It's a totally. Too high. Dude, that so, was. so nasty. That show, and I vaguely remember this, I got like 
obsessed with emotions and I wanted to see people's emotions change. So I'd be like really fucking nice to somebody and then I'd be like a dickhead or I'd be like aggressive and then like start tickling them because I just wanted to see my friends like emotional states change and then everybody was like, dude, nobody even wanted to get near you last night but nobody wanted to leave you alone either. So we were like, wanted to be like basically within 20 feet of you but nobody wanted to look at you or talk to you. The only emotion you got was you're annoying. Yeah, Yeah. was not taking Tickling me. I'm just trying to watch a show, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Lay yeah. off, man. I never saw a set there. Oh, you know, I stayed in the really? parking. Well, because uh, you were in so the lot high, the whole time. We were being able to handle yeah, it. Yeah, I, I stayed in the lot. Yeah. I mean, I'd be laying in a field somewhere, just you know, feeling my running my fingers through my hair. So, and we got we got a message, uh, Linda and I, from the guy who had the suite that said, "I'm experiencing Todd on dopey right now." And it was one of the. It must have been <laughs> like fucked real up with fish. I was. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah that was high. the Molly, or that was the Molly. I, and the dough you brought with you. To no, the no, show. no, no. I candy flipped. I did a dose and I did a, oh. a, a, a little bit of Molly. Are you a candy flipper there? The only time I candy flipped was when I relapsed in New York. I, I relapsed. Oh, yes. I let it out. I went to the liquor store. I bought a pint of Smirnoff. Mm. And I chugged the pint with no chaser in front of the red... Like, right after I bought it, I, like, like took a sidestep, drank it in front of the liquor store guy, and I looked so shitty that the guy was just like... He just let me do it. <laughs> saying, then I went back, and I took, like, five hits of acid and two... Hits of of MDMA, and it was these ones off the dark web that it said take half of the one. Oh shit! I took two. It was those Superman's. Holy shit! And it was yeah. And then my family drove drove out here and brought me back to Boston. That is so. (laughs) That must have been one hell of a trip. My God! It was like tracers. Like like twenty four hours later, like I was like normal, but like you're like you're still like hallucinating. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I still had like tracers, and I was like you had to get cleared in the ER to go into detox. I'm like in the ER, like trip. It was the worst. I thing can't ever. imagine. They're like, what happened? You're like, oh I got God. these Superman Mollies off the dark web. Instead <laughs> <laughs> to take a half of one, but I took two. Like, All right, we got the dark, dark Superman of the dark <laughs> web coming in. Yeah, it's like the details, like the details of our life are so. And, and then you turn up to the emergency room, and you have the stupidest details. Like yeah. I was, can- <laughs> I was candy flipping. They only had the Saddam Hussein acid. <laughs> <laughs> That acid was actually uh, Albert Hoffman acid. Whoa. It was a picture of Albert Hoffman, and then there was clear. There was like each hit was like there was like a clear piece. It was like so intricately done. It was like blotter, but then like like actual like film within Whoa. it. Yeah, it was like See, really that's, high that's pretty cool. That's yeah. the, that's like all that's dark web stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. See, I have a couple blotter pieces of art. Like I have a Homer Simpson thing. That's like a it's a sheet of like non dose. It's a thousand. Hits of of I gotta show you this thing you've never seen it before it's beautiful it's like Homer Simpson you have framed like, or something it's, or? it's you know it's in plastic like inside yeah. my book though because I don't want to you know have it sitting out yeah it like but it's not dosed it's not dosed yeah so funny you have you have you have a framed you know a framed. So, you know, in case of emergency, you crack glass, <laughs> lick the page, you know, uh, take fucking a hundred hits in once. There's an Instagram account of just blotter art. It, it's it beautiful. Yeah. There's a store in Boulder when I lived there, and they sell great uh, posters. So we went in there, and that's where I found um, the blotter art. I'm like, holy shit, this is a thing. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. But they like literally had they made so many beautiful prints there. I wanted to buy a ton of them, but they were expensive. I think that was like I think they were twenty five bucks a sheet. Oh really? You know, just for like you know. So I bought like two. I got the Homer Simpson and I got a 
um, an Alice in Wonderland thing, just in case, which is pretty. How big are they? They're little. It's like it's like you know it's um you know a thousand hits. So. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Or, what that is, but it's a thousand like, hits. It's a thousand hits. Yeah, so maybe that'd be a book. It's basically what I got. What's a Bible? Isn't a Bible? A Bible something? is ten. Is is ten is, books? Is ten, Did ten you tell books, that story? So. <laughs> the what? The the old. I don't think we ever told that story. That was this story was like the first. And, and first of all, we're all laughing around this stuff. I want to say something very depressing, and forgive me. Please. Two weeks ago, you ready for this, Todd? I'm, think, I'm thinking gonna, the whole. He's going to probably pummel you right now. Back, back to back <laughs> to school here. No, it's not. It's not that bad. It's not like that. But me and Todd are walking up the street, and it was the first time I hung out with Todd literally in in 14 months. Yeah, we've seen each other in ages. 14 yeah. months, um, and uh, he was miserable. And he said, "The only thing I," he said, "I want to kill myself, except." I'm going to see fish, and I'm going to eat and drink for free. <laughs> so, so now we're on the other side of that, and he looks relatively joyful. Did you get high so in, that, in here? So in that no, moment, I, I'm like, not, no, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm sure. I, I had a good day at work. Things with work are going really well. They love me. They just told me to. Um, that they're moving me downstairs, so I'm gonna start making some big money starting next week. Which is great. I feel like everything I've heard for you, like your job history, it's like they love you, love you, love you, and, and then something happens and it's really bad and they hate you. You know where he works though, Chris? <laughs> this place is great. Yeah, he so, works. He works well, in the restaurant upstairs. Mm, we can't. Reach, okay. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter where he's upstairs from. Um, because we can't tell. It's you. a famous place. It's a great, it's a famous. Do I place. know it for sure? Yeah, you we'll know. tell you off okay, here, but right. it's it's a great it's a great spot. And everyone there is, is it good money? Cool. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be you know it's it's probably gonna be like what I envision. We'll see what it is. Yeah, yeah. And we have okay. to talk about supposed, waiter money. On it's supposed the to be good. You okay, know, it's supposed to be good. Yeah. Now, so, I, I figure we have Todd here, and Todd has so many stories. Like yeah. the, the, it's just I'm gonna have to temper them all with the misery because Todd has <laughs> not found you know recovery. God bless him. Um, but I think we should start because Todd mentioned the book of acid. Why don't you tell this that first story? Um, but also, I will say that you're here doing dopey sober right now, and right. you don't have work tomorrow. No, no, you're not out getting fucked up. That's why I wanted to come over. Maybe really? Like, yeah. What would you have done otherwise? I was afraid if I just sat in my apartment, like I'd probably go and use. Of course, use what? I'd probably get high on dope. What the fuck am I am I gonna do? <laughs> Sitting alone in my apartment, it's miserable. I hate it. Yeah. So sad. I have a couple movies though. I went to a bunch of shit from the library, so I had at least I had some movies. What are you but watching like, movies on? You have a DVD player? Yeah, I got the you know I got the, mm. the X, or the Xbox or whatever. Ah, <laughs> tell the book story. The book story. All right. So, um, God, that story. Yeah, this is gonna rip me up though. That's yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> it's only gonna get worse. But, yeah, but, Todd, I, I, but, yeah Todd, this, this is Chris, your life. Yeah, guys. Mm-hmm. Chris never heard it. I don't think. Yeah, you shouldn't have heard this story. I guess. All right. So anyway. Uh, we were in school. This is like the early nineties. In Ithaca. That's in Ithaca. Ithaca okay. College. Yep. Me and Dave. We had just, actually we just really just became friends around that time, right? Wasn't no, we, like, we you you we and I had we had been friends for, for about a year, right? No, about two years. Because I had already left. Oh shit! That's right. Okay, yeah, it's a good thing you're here because I'm gonna uh, these little details on the yeah. So yeah, so Dave, we met in Ithaca. Dave had already left. So there was still our little group, a couple of us that, you know, Dave left behind. It was me, our f- other friend. Ryan, Ryan, who's been on the show. Ryan. Okay. The oh, yeah, who called in. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So Ryan was there. Uh, our friend Rona 
Rona, what up if you're listening? She's not um, listening. I hope not. Probably not. <laughs> um, but I had this great idea because uh, the Grateful Dead were coming to MSG. This was when Jerry Garcia was still alive. God bless the man. Yeah. Um, so long ago. Um, well, how we go down this to MSG? Like early 90s? Yeah, this is like, this is like 94, yeah. So we're like, like it was, bolts, it was, bolts, it was bad stunts. Jerry, but it was still Jerry, you know, he was still there. And I'm like, why don't we all go to MSG and buy a book of acid and we'll bring it back to Ithaca and we'll make a, you know, make a ton of money because yeah. everyone's always looking for acid there and yeah. no one really has it. And like, you know, I just saw like a, you know, a, a little okay. section of demand that nobody was filling. So why don't we go down there and pick up a book of acid and bring it back? So... You know, sure enough. Was I, that pre? Remember that guy George? We used to buy all the. Red that was sauna, that so. was that was that was. This is after that because that's where we were getting. That's that's what you know. We thought it drove Ryan crazy was all those sunshine nasty that he was eating from George. <laughs> anyway, this guy from the, the meadow in the in the park. Uh, I told sure. that story on Dopey. Okay. That's the one where we're, where we got so high and I was. That's the gay okay. tripper. That's oh, okay. the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. so we go down to the, see the show and we get the book and, um, you know, pretty easily too. I think I found that shit. I didn't know anybody. <laughs> I crazy. just showed a up. thousand hits of acid like, easily. <laughs> like easily. Like within like, I feel like within a half an hour of looking for it, for it, I found someone was willing. Do you even have to check me. if it's real? Like, or just, you just got to be real. They yeah. did. They did. Like they, they, who are you with? It was, I, I think. How do you Rona, check if it's real? I mean, I just, I mean, I was basically. They just they they took out the book and I remember t- that was all I really had done yeah. because I just I took a tester strip to try it but I mean really honestly hadn't even kicked in was, you're just like if it was fake I wouldn't have really fucking known until it was way too <laughs> yeah. fucking late because yeah. I already hand over the money I, mean, yeah. I don't really know how I would have possibly yeah. but they're like hey maybe you can try it you know go ahead and take a little take a nip off of it and I did sure enough but like yeah you're yeah. right like I would never yeah. really know if it was fake or not yeah. but we got lucky but it was the dead if somebody's told me that too I'd buy it you yeah it's the dead, dead you know, how much was the book you I think it was like 500 bucks I'm thinking no, it must have been cheaper. That's than so that. crazy, though. It's just like acid in general. Like that's enough acid for a long fucking time. Yeah, I think it was. Like, I, yeah, I think it was like fifty bucks a page. So I yeah. think it was like I think it was cheap because we all threw in money for it. Me, Rona, and Ryan. Yeah, we were the three people that threw. And I think I was with her. I remember her being there. I don't think Ryan was there for some reason. He might have been. I don't know, Ryan. If you were there. Say you know I don't know you can let us know yeah, <laughs> you can tweet uh, us tweet, tweet it tweet us but uh, so we got this shit we go back to uh, we saw the show yeah. and then we uh, we went so we go back to Ithaca so like we just gotten back I don't even think I sold any of it like yet I think like it was I just had picked it up. The only thing that was missing from it was the two fucking hits that like, yeah. we had ripped off to try that yeah. night. Um, so we get back to you know we get back to school. I start you know telling people that I had it, but um, in the meantime, um, I had taken a semester off from school the the semester prior. So like Idy was living in Colorado as a ski bomb that semester. Yeah. So long story short, I didn't get to pick my roommate when I moved. But I decided that, you know, I got to go back to You got school. a random. I got a random room. Yeah, yeah. And this guy was a geek, a fucking total asshole, like, science nerd, totally the opposite of me. Like, I was this hippie. Whenever you told he me this He wasn't into LSD. Whenever you, <laughs> you, whenever you told <laughs> me this story, I'd always pictured it. I didn't realize you were going back to live on campus. I was living in the Heights. I, I mean, I was in the Heights. In the it was, old, uh, it was a t- uh, 
not the terrorists. Well, it was that that she right before the heights. It was that that last. It was where Jake and them lives. Where yeah, you lived yeah, the first yeah. place. I ran into Pete Pugliese on the street oh recently. Oh my god! Anyway, continue. We are going off topic. <laughs> um, but uh, it was it was on campus, but like it felt like off campus living because like there it's was like an a, apartment. It was, it was an on-campus yeah. apartment. All right. Yeah. So this guy is a total. We don't get. We're not like we're not fighting, but we don't really get along. Yeah. You know so. Um, you have nothing in common. Nothing in common. No relationship. He was trying to, like, you know, once in a while, like, feign interest in my music. You know, oh, who's this? Oh, it's the dead. Or, you know, this, you know whoever I was, Bob Marley. He didn't even know who Bob Marley was. Yeah. I was, <laughs> didn't know that right there. That was, I, I should have just moved out. Yeah. So, one day, Ryan, so Ryan comes over, and, um, you know, it just happened to be that my roommate was in the uh, was in the apartment when we were there and he just like lets it slip like just fucking around for some stupid reason hey you know Carl have you tried that yet and he's like tried what and he goes oh you have the acid in your freezer so he gets really quiet yeah and, he, and he's like uh you know and I'm, like, I'm like looking at Ryan like dude are you fucking what, what are you fucking doing yeah. like yeah. dude fuck you know I have a fucking federal fucking yeah. penitentiary shit in my goddamn you know freezer and you're like it's not like five geek, hits either yeah my geek fucking roommate no so I forgot what this what actually happened yeah. you know it's horrible yeah. so um so whatever so that happens and then like I don't really you don't have a conversation with him about no, it no he yeah. just you know you I don't think him, anything of it I don't really think that much about it and then so I just met the love of my life at the time this this girl Emily we like you know we met um, in class and fell in love so there's this you know that after he said something to him she Carl was really was, hot too. Yeah. yeah, and Carl was just gone, and like I was psyched because I had the fucking place to my. To your, my your roommate. nerdy he roommate was, was gone. Never okay. Wait, hold on, hold on for one second, just to paint a picture. At this time, Todd is like the hippiest of hippies. Okay, he's wearing like these, you know, big big pants and always wearing a different tie dye and yeah. pumas and so we, He wears one of these rasta tams on I his head. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Emily is like the quintessential hippie girl. She's wearing flowery dresses yeah, with, the with yeah. dirty blonde straight hair, beautiful Gorgeous. like yeah. from Connecticut, like waif thin. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's from Wampage's Falls. Wherever, yeah. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. 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 Okay. The point right. is that that they're like the quintessential. They have a fucking pit bull dog. No, that was no, no, no. He has was, a he has a Wally made of half dog shit. Yeah. I was living on campus. Okay, so you're dating the hot girl. The the roommate's hot girl. gone all the time. Roommate's gone all the time. Yeah. And, now, and I'm not thinking happens. about it. So we're you know we're I'm loving it though because like I have this you know we just in Matt we had all this time to be able together without him around. Yeah. And I'm not really thinking anything about it. So it's like October 30th. Yeah. And I'm getting Halloween. ready yeah. to go to a Halloween party. Yeah. So, now, it's been seven days. I have not seen Carl, who was my roommate, yeah. at all. He's yeah. gone. Just a ghost. Yeah. Once again, I am smoking a lot of weed at the time, yeah. thinking nothing of it, fucking my girlfriend, yeah. having the best time. Yeah. Doesn't really occur. So, all of a sudden, I hear keys in the door, and yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, fucking Carl's back. Yeah. All of a sudden, I see... Badges and dark suits. And the next thing I see is my back door getting swung open. Next thing you know, I'm swarmed by 30 cops. I've got what? a knee on my back. I'm thrown on the floor. There's guns in my head. Don't move. You're under arrest. You know, like, I don't know what the is fuck it just is going you on. Or I'm alone in the apartment okay, this right. time. And there's 30 cops, yeah. like, throwing me to the ground. They're going through my shit. Really? 30 cops? There was, like, 30, probably 10. Maybe yeah. it was 10. Yeah. Okay. Scary <laughs> shit. Probably 10. 
lot of cops. It was <laughs> Ithaca. Several I mean, cops. They had nothing else to do there, so I'm yeah. sure it was, in, it was at least ten. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. And they're, they're, so they sit me up in a chair as we're going through my whole apartment, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, we know that you have drugs in here. Why don't you just tell us where they are? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. And so the, the cop basically throws this fucking packet at me. Yeah. And then I'm like, what the fuck is this? And what it was was in, a, in fucking Carl's handwriting, a fucking complaint written out of d- describing that there was acid in the apartment and blah, blah, blah. So basically, oh my the jig was up. Like he wrote he went, it to the school? Or? He, no, he basically he wrote, wrote the cops. He wrote the written statement oh of what God. was going on his complaint. Yeah. So, Wait, to the cops or to the to, school? To the roommate school. Okay, okay. My yeah. hippie roommate has yeah. a right. thousand hits of acid in the freezer. So Can you please arrest him as soon as possible? Yeah, so they go in the freezer. They wait till the freezer is the last place they look, and they know where it was the whole time. They don't say a fucking word. They just keep asking me where it is. Where Like, I don't know. They find it in the freezer, and I only had 200 hits on me, thank God, because, like, you know, I'd given Ryan the theirs, and and, and Rona had hers, and so I only had two sheets. But this was big shit. Like, this was, like, you know... Assets are good schedule one. It's still, like, yeah, it's still a schedule one. So, they're like, yeah, this is serious, you know, like, you're looking at, like, 10 years in a federal penitentiary, like, you need to tell your parents about this shit. But the amazing thing about this is as big as a felony and as big as a crime as this was... Is that that night, like, they took me down to the station. They basically kind of booked me in and told me, like, what I'm dealing with. But after that, I got let go. They let <laughs> me leave. Like, it wasn't like they, they gave you, like, a court date or something? Yeah, they're just, like, make sure that you show up. And, Why like, did they let you go? They just let me go. And they're like, you can't go back to your place on campus. So I stayed with Mickey. Remember Mickey? Mickey like, Finn. Mickey yeah. Quinn. Mickey yeah. Quinn. The mighty <laughs> Quinn. Yeah. So this girl that I was friends with on campus, she let me, thank God, she took me in. She let me stay there. And I ended up living there with her. Like, while I fought this thing in court, like, for months on yeah. end, I thought I was going to turn 21 in, in prison, just like the dead song. Like, it was, like, a real <laughs> reality. But, like, that's, like, fucking, yeah. I mean, like, basically, I had, like, this huge felony. Like, it was a, it was basically the same felony as me, you know, attempting manslaughter. Yeah. And they let me go. They we'll, just they just say you can just don't go back to your apartment. Yeah. You if you want to go back to your apartment, you've got to set up an appointment with a security officer or a security personnel, and they'll escort you to your apartment. And do not yeah. do not contact or try to approach your roommate, Carl. Basically, Carl. <laughs> and which I was like, I will. Do you remember what happened? To Car- Carl Carlson. How can I forget? <laughs> His that name, name was not Carl. Carl Carlson. It's like Eric Erickson. Yes, wait, it so, was. Dude, wait. that's the guy's name on The Simpsons. That's his name. Is Carl. Carlson, I swear. Whatever happened to Carl? Did you ever like like look him no. up on Facebook or anything? You've never looked him up. I'm doing it right now. Look him up. <laughs> he wanted to be in the FBI, and I guess this was his fucking. Oh, yeah. like, I guess this was his like first. Thing. He wanted to be first a scientist piece. for the FBI. And I guess this was his like first spot on his fucking resume. So I, yeah, I ended up getting. So what I, did they just give you probation though? In the end, or? I ended up doing 40 hours of community service in a fucking my favorite park in Ithaca, so they can all go suck my dick. I need a system. <laughs> it cost twenty five thousand fucking dollars. No way. Private attorneys poor and shit. fucking father's money back in the day. Getting yes. special attorneys and stuff like that. Yeah, we had to yeah. get like a, yeah, we had to get someone who like, you know, played golf with the fucking judge so I wouldn't go to jail for 10 fucking years. It's crazy. It was my first offense, but it was still like That's Yeah, it's one of those crazy crazy drugs yeah, where you can get totally fucked with it still. Destroyed. Like I really Wait, and what's, the, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? Like what, how much? I mean, there's like those horror stories of acid, like, but they're the not point. even true, though. You know what I mean? The like, point. they don't do they damage. Conspiracy to overthrow the government, yeah, bullshit, like they say. 
it's just like I don't know. I mean, but th- that's that that's was, a sane story. What happened with the girlfriend though? She oh, I mean, Stuck we, we stayed through it? together for a couple of years, and then um, I transferred. I, I obviously couldn't go back to Ithaca. That's not, is that what? Wait, happened? so did you leave Ithaca before Dave? No, I left. No, before. he left first. Oh, you burned I, out before that him. was. No, I got to, busted. Did you go to SUNY Purchase after? No. I went to SUNY Oswego, <laughs> and that's you know where we met in Oswego. Who? Linda. No, oh, is that the Linda? So I didn't even is, know this that. Is all oh, it's it's all it all has to do with first. acid. Well, I was alive because of LSD. I had gotten, you know, I had gotten busted. Not really, <laughs> not really. You got kicked out. I would not have. It all leads to that. I would not have my family if if you hadn't gotten busted. Pretty crazy. I never heard about that. I never either. Yeah. It's very weird. That is very very weird. trippy. But I had, very, very <laughs> trippy. I had also gotten busted uh, in in Ithaca, and that's why I left. I had gotten busted the spring. With the, the, oh, with the uh, the cargo pockets yeah, with with, with, with uh, two the, ounces of weed. The cargo pocket shirt, right? With, in my army jacket. Yeah. And a bong in one the bong, pocket. The bong, and the, the bong. And the thing man. in the other. But this this was the story, and I you know we don't need to do it. This is your life, but like. This is your life, man. Now, this is the story where, like, your father found out the stakes of this thing. What, know? of addiction? Of, of, of Well, but that, I mean, this was... Oh, like, the 25 know, grand, you mean, well, what it could do. Of, of this was the first... Uh, his, his innocent son yeah. is this felon. I mean, and the reason that it's, it's fucking... Uh, sure. Yeah, but back then, though, Ellis, you can chalk that up to, like, being innocent. stupid and hippie. Was, yeah, and, I mean, that's basically what, you know... Yeah, I that is isn't dope. You know, at that point, you know what I mean? No. They're like, oh, this is behavioral no, totally or phase. It's bullshit. Yeah. Like, you know, thinking that, and also not really taking into consideration the consequences of any of my actions at that point in time. No, I mean, your parents' you know, perspective. Well, my parents' though, perspective, like, yeah. I mean, they were, I mean, I'm, I mean, I just remember, like, like sitting on the bed and like calling my parents and like my heart was like beating so heavy that the bed was like moving with my heartbeat like when I was on the phone with to I tell them that yeah dude, I remember that I dude I remember going to bed shaking I, I I remember going to jail and being on the, I was on the run and I was like facing like ten years suspended sentence and I ended up doing a year at this time and getting picked up and ending up in like the loop in the cell and like coming down and. You know, there's, like, scary people in there. I'm going to do real time. At, my, at this point, I think I'm doing, like, a decade, and I end up doing a year. But I'm, like, I'm fucking... Horrible. Should be terrible. All I'm scared about is my dad. Yeah, I think it's going to come in the cell, and I'm, like, yeah. oh, my dad's going to be so pissed. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Like, yeah. my, my mom and my dad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Now that this whole shit, kill my them. life is over, and yeah. I'm going to federal penitentiary for yeah. 10 years. Yeah. The feeling, <laughs> you know, I'm, like... You're right. That was exactly what I thought about too. It was like, holy shit, my parents. Oh my god, what am I gonna do? Yeah. When I had, when I had, yeah. I, I still do. Whenever, whenever I was in, the, in super fuck up mode, it was like a feeling like just before, like you know those water slides that are like you, you they're straight drops. Like they're like one of these things. Yeah, yeah the, the straight down yeah, one. They're many Not stories the up. Yeah. They're many stories up, yeah. and then you get on it and you fall straight down, and it feels like you're gonna fall out. It feels like it's not gonna catch you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whenever I was, I had to tell them. Like if I, I I was in treatment or like I was gonna get fired or I needed money to go to rehab yeah. or I was gonna lose my apartment, and I had to tell them, my parents. I had that moment just before I was gonna get pushed down. It was like. Okay, I'm about to tell them. I'm about to tell them. It's good. I'm gonna, I have to say it. Uh, okay, you guys, I fucked up. I'm on heroin, and it's like, ah, you know that? It's, that yeah, it's like totally. it's all gonna happen now. 
Totally. You know what I mean? And then I tried to avoid telling them as much as I could. It was always somebody else calling them to tell them that like I'm in jail, I need treatment. You know what I mean? I was such a pussy that it was right. just like I'd wait till somebody else did it. Because I mean, uh, but I understand completely. I mean, yeah. you don't want to just because you don't want to sound you don't want to just disappoint them yourself, even though they are. It just feels like, with you anyway. It's, it's, it's like not terrible. looking down. You're like, it's yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I always, yeah. I always remember the first time <laughs> I had a heroin habit and I couldn't afford it, and I had money, yeah. um, but I couldn't afford the fucking heroin habit. And I had to go to, I had checked into Beth Israel. Yeah. And I was like, I could tell my parents or I could tell my job. Yeah. And I don't know why I chose to tell my parents. If I had told my job, I would have gotten the whole treatment paid for. But oh, I yeah. told my parents and the whole, and everything. <laughs> and you might have been able to keep the job. Exactly. You've talked right. about this before. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's just one of those things. And then you went to that bonehead rehab. They gave up your rent control department. That's oh, that was the worst. My sister works in the treatment field, and it like pisses her off. She's like, oh, that's she so did. dumb. <laughs> Todd is the guest today. So yeah, that's the yeah. his dumb yeah. 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 Fucking um, I wanted to. Hear, you told me a story the other day. First of all, the last time Todd was on the show, his father wanted him to take a urine test that he refused to take. I pretended I couldn't take. Well, yeah, but you finally, had legit stage fright too, though. I no, did. He just yeah. finally came out with it. I pretended I couldn't. <laughs> I refused. I couldn't take. No, I mean I just. But I, I didn't have to pee. But I didn't want to pee either. You so know? since I, then, does, doesn't matter. Have you heard from your dad? No, I haven't. No, we haven't. I haven't spoken. You haven't talked that old no. since then. No, that's and what, like I, two and, months. And I'm, and I'm screwed. I just got served with um with um. Papers for a lawsuit. They're, uh, that credit card's like suing, taking me to court. So what are you going to do? Uh, Wait, fucked. like a lawsuit or collections? They're like suing me. Next level. Oh, shit. So I'm fucked. Like, I'm, uh, I don't know. I got to call my father and fucking t- and find out what the fuck I can do. And when's the last time you did dope? Super honest. Um, Granted, you like, just admitted you just took no, no. ecstasy at fish. No, uh, I haven't done. I, it was before fish because I haven't. I was fish sick. was New Year's. Fish was New Year's, yeah. And I was sick. I, I got so sick after the um, after the show. Like yeah. I had to actually call out. I I went to work the next day and I was so sick that I called sick out. Sick from what? I, I I don't know if it was from party. I I, I it, the second night really tore me up and like I woke up so tired the next day. But I, I trooped it out. and went to work, but I was so miserable and I felt like I was getting the flu. Then like I called out on New Year's Eve, but they saw how bad I was at work. They were like, "Oh, he's definitely sick." Like, yeah, we're not, it's not we're bullshit. Not, yeah. We're not thinking he's just you know it's yeah. not wanting to come in. What are you Year's talking week. about? It's, but the question is. It was a it was a couple days before it was a so like two a weeks before, before fish. It was a, a week ago. When I saw you last, when's the last time you were dope sick that you did it enough where you got sick? I, I mean, we were talking about that. I, I have like this resistance now. I mean, I, I mean, I'm. It's, he does it like once a week. So like yeah. it's like I get I don't feel great, but I'm not like sick sick. I don't really remember the last time I got it's just like sick. The thing that I do now if I get too crazy is like I don't know if I should really I don't know, whatever. Takes a box. I know. I, I, well, I take the thing I do is is I do a fucking so I submerge my I I take a ton of uh, benzos the first day and I sleep until I hit the 24 hour mark. Knock yourself out. So you so withdraw take, in your sleep. So he does a homemade <laughs> rapid I, open. I yeah, basically. I do like, I take like five or six Xanaxes. I sleep the first day. How many like twos? Get, 
I think of like the yeah, the bars like, or whatever. Oh, that's a lot. I just think. The <laughs> See, if I did that, hours, I'd be up walking around the city in a blackout. Twenty-four hours, <laughs> I knock myself out for until I wake up sick. Then yeah. I take the Suboxone, take another one, knock myself back out for the first couple hours, so there's none of that anxiety mm. or whatever. I let the Suboxone take its hold, and then I wake up and I'm kind of like, all right, you know. I don't suggest it, everyone, but I mean, if you want a rapid detox and you got to take care of some shit, that's the, that's, that would be my, now, I, my uh, advice to y'all out there. You don't fuck with that Kratom stuff, do you? What's that? Have you tried Kratom? What's Kratom? It's legal drugs, Todd. It's like, le- it's like legal Suboxone. Well, they sell it in little, the stores. If you take a little, they're trying like, to make it illegal now, and it's like basically, it's like they sell it like in like head shops and stuff like really? that. Yeah, what is it? It's like a suboxone thing. It's like it's it's basically like uh, all natural suboxone is how people describe. And if you if you're clean and you take a bunch, you sort of get high. But like the description we've got from one Dopey Nation member is basically that like. It's almost like doing like tramadol or like Darvaset, and then you get the regular withdrawals if you take it all the time. Okay, but it'll stave off heroin withdrawals. Too. Listen, it's time to call this woman now. So, all right, we you want to Todd back on on the next one? He, well, Should we have him on while we do it? No, Todd's got to go. All right, um, come back with Jim. Yeah, yeah. We'll just well, you're just gonna go in the next room. Right? Yeah. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> this is an author. No, 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 I'm just joking. Uh, yeah. Of course I'm just joking. All right. All, right. All right, see you later. We're going to have Chinese food coming during this. Well. Do you want to give him money? I have no cash. I, I don't think the Chinese food's coming. Yeah, well, dude, we've been, on yeah, the, we've been talking should, should forever. Here. Here, I'll get you back. <laughs> Wait, is Jim still coming over? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's only time to talk. Okay, uh, Dopey Nation, Todd just left. We're calling Amy Dresner, who wrote a book called uh, My Fair Junkie. Hello there. Hello, Amy. What's going on? I'm Dave, and this is Chris. How are you? Hi, I'm good, guys. Hey, Amy, how's it going? I'm good. Woke up from a little nappy poo. That's what happens when you get older. (laughs) How old are you? You're not supposed to ask a woman that kind of a question. I don't care. I look great. She's a junkie. She doesn't give a shit. I should look like an apple doll. I don't look my age. I'm fine with it. Like, I think that ageism is stupid. I mean, it's old, but it's like, hey, I still phone guys in their 20s when I was out there doing my thing. I don't do that anymore, but. (laughs) So when's the last time you blew a guy in his 20s? I still I got pulled. I don't, when I was like a, a sex addict before this last relationship. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will say, Amy, we haven't read... We just told the Dopey Nation uh, about your book, My Fair Junkie. Neither Dave... Oh, cool. <laughs> neither Dave nor I have read it yet. Awesome. Uh, we, we intend to do so, but I did... My friend works in a bookstore, and I mentioned you were coming on, and he said he had it in his hands the other day. And he's going to oh buy God. it now. So we just got you uh, at least one sale. Wow, fabulous. There you go. And a man, you know Amanda <laughs> Lauren? She does the podcast that blogger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I know her. Uh-huh. She, she's coming on, and she said that your publicist gave her a free copy of the book. And I thought to myself, where the fuck is our copy of the book? <laughs> Copies. Copies. Yeah. I don't have that publicist anymore. She did, like, they hired an outside publicist for, like, a couple of months, like, prior to the book release and after. And also, you guys, books need too close. Go buy the book. Come on, man. Who wants writer? <laughs> Listen. I think writer is, 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 is Bengali for, like, starving person. You know what I mean? I think it's like... I'd say... But, um, yeah. 
I, I'll guarantee you I'll drop a review on Amazon at the least. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. The, the reviews are great. The reviews, people love it. People yeah. love the book. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah. What was your favorite review you read about the book so far? I, don't, I mean, I try not to read the reviews all the time because it's like, you know, it's, it's like I, I never read, like, I, I've been writing for the Spix.com, the addiction recovery magazine, for like six years. I never read the comments because they always go after me because my pieces are because my pieces are really like in your face and it's like yeah. you know my father's just don't, my father's a writer and he's like don't read comments or reviews they'll either make you think you should have won the Nobel Prize or they're gonna make you want to throw yourself out a window just like don't even do it Amy I was uh, Amy I was permanently banned from writing for the fix oh no why because I, I wrote so I wrote just like a couple articles for him and uh, I ended up working for this guy Joe Schrank who like co-founded the fix oh, that was old old Days. Yes. So he was already pushed out, though. All right, he was already like yeah. gone from the fix, right? And so I wrote this article, and they changed some wording that said that like I got a girl pregnant in rehab, and she had an abortion, and they changed the wording in the article, and they said something like. Uh, I handed her like a wad of cash and tissues because I didn't care, which was not true. They just added that. So I shared it on my Facebook page and I was like, oh, like new article for the fix. Um, but it's not true that like I handed a oh. wad of cash. And, and so Joe saw that. Joe shared the article and wrote like great article by a fine young man. Too bad the edit at the fix sucks. So then the editor wow. called me and he's like, why is the why are interns coming up to me? And asking why the founder is saying the edit sucks, which is him. And then after he knew I had some sort of relationship with Joe, I was banned. Oof. Yeah. Sorry Listen, do you think do you think Amy called in to hear about your fucking story on the fucking fix? I think she might have. <laughs> he does this all the time, Amy. I I, I, I apologize. He, he hears something. It's all on me. <laughs> he hears something from his life, and all of a sudden, he he, he looks at me. He holds up a finger at me. <laughs> To tell me that he's going to start a story, and then this is where we go. Now, that's what ball gags are for. That's what ball gags are for. Yeah, that's what ball gags are for. Yeah, that would be good. Hey, hey, this is a. I have that experience. I have been able to write whatever. Can I swear? Yes. Okay. Whatever the fuck I wanted, I've never been edited. I my pieces have always been exactly the way that I wrote them. I've been extremely supportive. I've had full total free reign there. And um, and I really appreciate that. That's that's never been my experience. Mm, nice. I don't know that I was there when he was there. I started in 2012. I think that, that this whole story on our end is thick with paranoia. And Amy, if you can reopen up passages to the fix on behalf of Dopey, we would love to be in the. We fixes. had a couple articles in the fix. We'd like to be in their, their good graces again. <laughs> Amy. All right now. Uh, I am thrilled to have you on the show, and, and I see you're really you. you're doing the rounds of these podcasts. You're on the mental illness happy hour this morning, correct? Yesterday? Well, I mean, I recorded that actually a couple of weeks ago, but they posted it today. Yeah. So is it fun doing all these like podcast rounds and stuff? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's part of what you got to do to promote the book because each you know podcast has its own group of listeners, and it's like. You know, I want to sell books. I want to get my message out there. I mean, my, my story's pretty gnarly, and the, the response I've gotten is, A, it makes people laugh. B, it makes people feel a lot less alone. makes them feel a lot less ashamed about stuff. And it gives them hope. 
Like, yeah. if I can get sober, anybody can get sober. For real. Well, so. you are, as they say, a nice but spoiled Jewish girl from Beverly Hills who was shooting coke in her neck, bottoming out on meth and sex, and being assigned to a chain gang after threatening her ex-husband with a knife and ultimately having to rebuild her life. I love yeah, it. That was like, yeah, I mean, that, I was like a, the, the, the heavy drugs came before the marriage, and I was high on Oxycontin when I pulled the knife. I relapsed in the marriage and was high off the cotton one of the knife on my now ex and got arrested for felony domestic violence and was sent to jail and then sort of lost everything from there. Like lost my my mind, my sobriety, my marriage, everything and, you know, tried to kill myself, ended up in a psych ward for the I don't know, fourth time, you know, rehab for the sixth time, you know, bounced around a couple sober living and sort of developed a sex addiction while I was doing the with all the chain gang stuff, yeah. I want to back up, though. I want to back up okay. to, to the first time you decided it was time to hit your neck. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, right? Like, who does that? I don't know. I'd heard... Okay, there had been a kid in treatment. This, like, rich kid jockey had shot a speedball on his neck, and he had, like, a bruise on his neck. And, like, you know, when you're, like, really deep in your drug addiction, you're kind of... You get the, like, the why not... Like, why the fuck not? You know what I mean? Like, you're just so self-destructive. And so I just thought, I wonder what that's like. And I tied, it, there's a scene, there's, it's in the book, and I, like, tied the, the robe, uh, the, the belt of my robe around my neck and the crawls in the sink and got in there. And uh, thank God I didn't hit an artery because, wow, then I would be dead. Like, yeah. I guess if you hit an artery, you just, you just die immediately. And I don't, I mean, I'm not, I don't know the difference between veins and arteries in the neck. Do right. you? I mean, no. they all look the same. I'm like, I'm, you know, I saw something bulging and I was like, looks good. Um, and there's no oh, reason to shoot in your neck, like, unless you have nowhere else to shoot. Exactly. Mean, no, <laughs> I mean, I had it blown out my arms or anything like that. I mean, my arms weren't looking great for sure, but like. I couldn't get in my feet. I couldn't get in anywhere else. And I just thought, I wonder what that experience is like. Like, does it go straight to your brain? Is it a better rush? Like, I mean, it was just, you know, the insanity of, like, shooting cocaine for days at a time. I was like, I did that, like, twice, I think, or maybe more. Ugh, this creeps me out now. Yeah. I'm, su- I'm surprised I'm alive, truly. I mean, with epilepsy. That's sorry I had to take a nap, guys, because I'm on, you know, two epileptic medications because meth gave me epilepsy. What, Dilantin or Phenobarbital? I'm on Phenobarbital, yep. Uh, the old school one. Old school barbiturates. Like every, every grandma's dog is on, yeah. <laughs> Chris once got arrested uh, attempting to rob a veterinarian clinic of Phenobarbital. <laughs> <laughs> he claimed he that's had a so seizing fun. cat. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I stole the wrong meds, too. I stole Phenobutazone, which is like Advil for cats. <laughs> you dumb dumb. I'm dumb dumb. And he got arrested. He even gets the good stuff. Nope. No, I've, I've been on that stuff for so many years. I don't even feel it. But I'm on like a secondary medication too, and you know, I just, I get it makes me. T- I get tired. I mean, they're very sedating medications. Yeah. Yeah. So, were you were, were you epileptic? Crazy. Were you epileptic prior to the meth, or how no. did that happen? Oh hell no! No 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 no. So I started doing meth in my twenties. And the first time I got into rehab, I basically, I walked into a market. I'd been up for five days smoking meth. 
and I woke up and I walked into a market and I woke up in an ambulance and I'd had a seizure and that was my first seizure and I was like yikes and you know so I went into treatment and then I was clean for like five years and I was living in Paris and then I started having grandma seizures like twice a month and they were like what's going on they thought it was maybe my depression medication and they pulled them and they did a bunch of tests and Turns out I have, like, all these weird hyperactive lesions on my frontal lobe. And the guy was like, did you do a lot of drugs? And I'm like, whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wee, wee. Like, yeah, wee, wee. And he was like, did you do a lot of cocaine? And I was like, I did a lot of meth. He's like, you probably some meth. And I was like, fuck. So um, I've had epilepsy now, or seizure disorder, God, uh, 15 years. Wow. Wow. But yeah, but you don't like once you have epilepsy, you're not you know it's not smart to be like you know when you relapse like I'm gonna shoot cocaine because people often have seizures when they shoot cocaine <laughs> and I already have epilepsy so I'm gonna double my chances of having and I did I used to shoot cocaine have a seizure and so I would go oh okay like let me lay in a pit of pillows so I don't crack my head open and then I got the brilliant idea that I would I would wear a bike bike helmet. I thought, well, if I shoot coke and I have a seizure, at least I won't crack my head open because I'm wearing a bike helmet. And that was my best thing. What about taking the phenobarbital before you shoot the coke? Well, I was taking the phenobarbital every day, but <laughs> shooting coke still overrode that, you know? Didn't matter. Didn't yeah. matter. Was, were you ever were you ever a heroin person too, or was it all these? Ups? No, boo. No, I don't, I don't like going down. I'm depressive by nature, so it's like I smoked heroin once, and I just was like, I fell asleep, and I was like, "Is that it?" Yeah, I was like, "That's boring." Um, no, but I never shot heroin. So, uh, Amy, tell us a, a, a couple of the the turning points. You know, you told us one when you got clean for five years. Like, what was, like, the bottomed-out moments, you know, where you're like, what am I doing with my life? And then what was, like, the last one where you were like, I got to make a change, and how did that, what that uh, look like? I mean, I've had so many bottoming-out moments. Um, Just tell us a particularly gnarly one. That's what the, the nation likes to hear. <laughs> uh, I was living in England, and um, I was dry. I was, like, you know, I was sober, but I wasn't working a program or anything like that, and I was doing fashion and I try to get off my antidepressants and when you have like a genetic legacy like mine it's probably not the best idea to do that and um, I found I had a nervous breakdown and uh, I split my wrist with a box cutter Wow! and, and I ended up with stitches in both wrists and uh, my mom came and got me and took me back to LA and of course within a couple of months I was using again and I was like oh I was like I can smoke pot I hate pot you know, and then I'm smoking pot, and then that led to drinking, and that led to coke, and that led to rehab. And, um, so that was a pretty, pretty dark moment in my life, for sure. But um, I would say, you know, I've had a lot of different uh, sobrieties, and I guess the the thing is, like, you can get sober, you can relapse, and you can still get sober again. Like, relapse is a part of my story, and I think the important thing is to is to keep coming back and keep trying. And I just had five years on um, Tuesday, and it's nice. like, awesome. I'm not in competition with anyone, you know what I mean? Like, there are those people that, you know, you know, they're like, I just decided to quit, or they went to a meeting, and they're like, and I never used again. It's like, I'm not one of those people. Like, that's not my story. Right. Like, you know, I get in too much pain, and then I know it's going to be a terrible idea. I don't 
ever think it's going to be different. Is this I'm is this five years the longest? Is this five years the longest you've had? I had seven years without the program, but this is the longest I've had. Like like really hard to run the program, like doing the whole deal. Yeah, not dry. Not dry. Like yeah. really, really work. Yeah. yeah, really working steps, having sponsees, having a sponsor, a secretary, doing the whole deal. And it's like believe me, I tried to do anything except for like I didn't want to go into twelve steps. Like, I hated it. When I was first introduced in my 20s as a crystal meth addict, I hated it. I was like, this is creepy. This is, like, some weird Christian bullshit. And, like, I'm a Jew. And no. Mm -hmm. I'm going to meetings for the rest of my life. And what's that shit on the wall? And absolutely not. And I tried everything else to get clean. Like, I'm a shaman. Yeah. You don't love you don't love saying the Lord's Prayer at the end of the meeting? You're not into uh, that? I won't say it. I won't say it. I will not say it. <laughs> I'm Jewish. I, I love the Lord's Prayer now. I'm like I'm like so into it. I like hum it to myself to go to bed at night. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. But um no, but seriously, um because like the cre- our creator, like our creator, that creeps me out so much. Well it's not you're I mean just the word hallowed. Hallowed is such a not a Jewish word. Yeah, well, yeah, they, yeah, there's so much, there's so, like, there's so much anti-Semitic stuff in 12-step. Like, I just want, I just don't, I just throw that stuff out. Totally, and if they have they tried to divorce it of its like Christian underpinnings, and they didn't yeah, successfully. No, they, they didn't. Did they did not do that successfully. But the message yeah. is still ultimately like really what it shares in common is like what every the purest aspects of every major world religion, and then it's clouded by a bunch of antiquated Absolutely. language. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like when you really boil it down, it's like yeah, there's some creepy Christian Oxford group stuff in there still, but it's like. You know, it's like, it is. There's Buddhism in there. There is, you know, psychology and mm. cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's like, if you can sort of open your mind and just kind of pick, you know, it's like, the, it, the thing works. It yeah. does work. Well, that's that's so, something that I struggle with because I, I, I never could get clean. And I, I have like, I don't have five years, I have two and a half years, and I'm definitely not in competition with you, and I'm happy with what I have, and I only have a good life because of the 12 steps at this point. Right. And I, and I try to tell people that, and I sound so gross. Like the, all those people you hated. Yeah, yeah. I sound so, I'm trying, <laughs> I know, I know. How, can we ta- how can we talk about the benefits of the 12 steps without sounding so yucky, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, I used to hear people take cakes, and like, my life's beyond my wild dreams, and I was just like, I just wanted to stab them, I was like, oh, shut the fuck up, I know, and now here you are, here you are telling that same story, me too, I know, I heard myself say that, I was like, oh my god, like, when, you know, I was like, mad in love, my book was coming out, and I was like, you know, I was super happy, you know, I was like, my life is beyond my wildest dreams. And I was like, dreams really come true. And I was like, you know, of course life, you know, happens and we broke up and, you know, whatever. Like life happens. But it's like, you know, my life is infinitely better and I'm much less of an asshole thanks to the 12 steps. Right on. I mean, me too. You know, but I hate that I preachy sound. Hmm. The preachy I know, sound. I do too. I do too. I do too. And that's why, you know, I'm really open to like, hey, if people want to do like smart recovery or refuge recovery or whatever, like, we're all trying to get to the same location, so it's like, however you do it, it's cool with me. I don't think A is, like, the only way or any of, any of that shit. It's like, yeah. hey, if it's not working for you, it's not for you, and that's totally cool. Find something that works for you. Yeah. I still a feel like... A druggy I... life is not sustainable, you know? Oh, and, tr- are you, and you asked me about my other... The other really, really bottoming moment was 
having split my wrist again and being in a psych war and my ex-husband saying to me, like, you know, I'm done. Get yourself out and get a job. And I felt really alone and I was like, you know, I just, I had nothing. And after being in treatment, I relapsed in treatment and then they sent me to sober living and I relapsed there. And then um, I was sweeping trash, so sweeping bum poo and syringes and, you know, with, like, all these people that, you know, they were like, I got with DUIs, basically. I was, like, the one chick there, and I was the one, only person there for assault. It was really, really humbling. And I just, I had this moment where I was like, wait a second, this whole thing, including the chain gang, can be the best thing that ever happened to you or it can be the worst thing that ever happened to you and it's your choice. And, you know, it can make you bitter or it can make you better. I mean, I have, that's what's right. But, you know, I'm just, I was just like, you know, this is the consequences of your actions, Amy. Not a, not a, it's not a mystery, you know? So why don't you learn the lessons, embrace what's happening and make it into something great. And I feel like I did that. I wrote a book and I, I let it really change me. And I can sweep really well now. Like, if you guys want me to come over and sweep your yard or something, like, I'm off and <laughs> Well, I mean, that's, that's intri- it's an intriguing offer. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I love your story, and I love that um, it's, it's just weird, like, when you can actually turn a corner. And, and, I mean, for me, it was, like, imagining a better life. You know, my life was so nothing, and I wanted it to, to be something. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's as simple yeah. as that. I mean, I don't know how else to, to put it. We had, before you came on, my, a friend of mine is on the show, and he's not clean, and he's telling these very raucous using stories. And I always, like, I always wonder, like, if we're doing the wrong thing if we do that. And, um, but it's trying to show both sides of it, so I really appreciate yeah. you coming on and, and hitting us with the clean side of the dopey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't, sur- I couldn't, survived that life and I tried but I would always end up in the ER or, or arrested or in treatment within a very short period of time was the way I used I used really hard you know and it's like I just I was not functional at all ever mm-hmm. you know and so um, it just wasn't sustainable for me like good for William Burroughs you know who lived till the 90s shooting heroin like God bless him like you know that's just not I'm not, I can't do that. Well, you don't hear about people living till 90 shooting meth. You you (laughs) hear about them functioning on heroin. You don't, because they're dead. They're dead. Well, that's the whole joke. It's like, you know, why there are no, you know, old speed freaks, because they're all dead. There are no old speed. You can't. That stuff has Drano in it. You will die. You die. You know, it robs. I mean, I have all my teeth, and I've never had a cavity, which is miraculous. I mean, granted, I have. You know, I have epilepsy now, but it's L.A., fuck it. You know, my teeth look good. That's what matters here. You know what I mean? Who cares if I have, you know, I flop around on the fish once in a while. You live in L.A.? I do. Where do you live at over there? West Hollywood, Boys Town. Okay. And you do AA or NA or both? I do AA just because even though I was mostly a druggie, I mean, drinking made me so out of control so fast and I would black out so much that it wasn't really I stayed away from it because I like to be at least with Crystal and Coke I was like sort of coherent and in control like with booze I had no idea what I was going to do or what would happen and it was terrifying to me um so I just got sober in AA just because 
that's where I, I felt connected. I went to a couple NA meetings. But I just didn't really feel it. No, yeah, I, 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 I attempted with NA so many times. I liked NA because of all the junkies and drug addicts, but the message didn't hit me in the same sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. I and you know, well, here in L.A., everyone is a junkie and drug addict in AA. Like, AA is the prime. I mean, you know, it's like everyone's cross-addicted. It's not like when I first got sober in my 20s where I was, like, a tweaker and you had to identify as an alcoholic or they would, like, yell at you and kick you out. Like, that was, like, 20 years ago, AA, LA, you know? It's like, are you an alcoholic or not? I was like, what? Ah, you guys are fine. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. that's not, not, now it's like, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. It doesn't matter what substance you use. I have used everything. It I tend matter. to find, though, that the, the meetings that have that message are the ones I gravitate to more. There still is some of that old-timey alcohol stuff. Um, yeah, Particularly yeah. in, like, the Atlantic group. And I love the Atlantic group because they're super book-based, but, like, Basically, you can't really share about anything to do with drugs. They actually have Narcotics Anonymous in the corner of the meeting, and they're like, go to them if you have Go sit in, in, in that circle that. in the That's corner. Weird. That's yeah. weird. And that, the oh, Atlanta group is like the Pacific group here? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that creeped me out, man. I yeah. went, and I was like, absolutely not. There was like dudes in suits, and yeah. I was like, I almost got kicked out for being loud, and they were like, you have to wear a dress and you take a cake, and I like to dress like that. 70s basis for Mercita that just crawled out of a dumpster. I was like, no. Yeah. No. This is not going to work for me. And then, but then no, you also get like the the other end of this. Rigidity. I feel like you also get the other end of the spectrum, you know, where it's almost like too loose and too liberal. There's no talk of steps, and it's like a group therapy. You know what I mean? It's somewhere in the middle of yeah. those two. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's just people complaining, and there's no solution. And you're, yeah. getting, you're not getting any tools. Yeah. Absolutely. It's got to be in the middle. Yeah. Absolutely. Amy, what's the I, first time, when was the first time you, you, you got exposed to meth, to speed? I was 24, I was living in San Francisco, and, um... Wait, let me paint the picture. You're, you're hitchhiking huh? on the okay. side of the road, and the no, semi-truck okay. driver pulls over, and he says, Hey, baby, you're not going fast enough. No, nothing like no, that. No, no. <laughs> so, I moved up there, you know, I was a really good girl growing up. I didn't do any drugs, I didn't drink, I was like a virgin, it was like, it was when I was 19 and in college that I never drank or had like done drugs or had slept with anybody and I was like, oh, I'm a freak, like <laughs> I gotta get cracking, you know? Right, yeah. And um, so I just, I felt very afraid of life, like we had that fear of everything, I didn't, I didn't know what that was, I just felt like terrified of everything. And um, so I moved to San Francisco after, I don't know, my second nervous breakdown and getting fired. Oh, hello. So, sorry. <laughs> um, and um, I remember driving up there, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to say yes to everything. I'm going to say yes to every opportunity that comes my way. Whatever it is, even if I feel grossed out, I'm scared of it, I'm going to have experiences. I'm going to figure out who I am by who I'm not. I'm going to just say yes. And so this was part of my year of saying yes. And it was like this. I did ecstasy the night before with this pierced couple, and, you know, that never worked on me. I don't think I have enough serotonin and dope or dopamine <laughs> in my brain. I don't know, maybe because I've been on antidepressants since I was, you know, 21 years old. That, like, that never, I was like, I've never understood ecstasy, but um, I was working as a waitress in an Ethiopian restaurant. Oh, God, I was just the worst waitress ever. And, um... Uh, this guy offered me some crystal and I didn't know what it was I didn't ask he's like this will help you get it through your shift it was like pinkish powder and I snorted it and it burned like fire and I was like whoa 
and I got through my shifts, but I was like super shaky and weird, and I was like, I don't like that stuff. That made me feel weird. Fast forward, I'm doing spoken word, and that whole scene, it's the 90s, it's super cool, it's not like cheesy, like, like it is now, it was very, very hip and cool then. And um, someone offered me crystal again, and I did it again, and this time it made me feel very different, and something clicked in my brain. And I just was like, this is how I need to feel for the rest of my life. Like, right. I feel normal. And then later I would find out that, you know, my mom had been addicted to amphetamine, my uncle had been addicted to amphetamine, but it was very much in my family. Right, so it was not a coincidence in the end. No, I didn't know that, but it made me feel like, I was like, I feel beautiful, I have energy, I'm not depressed, I'm creative, like, why isn't everyone on this? This is what Bozak should feel like. Like, I really didn't get, I was like, it really felt like the magic bullet for me. Right, I, I understand that feeling. But we got we got to run, Amy. Um, I hate to be so quick. I, I had this crazy people downstairs buzzing in, and and Chris is telling me it's time to end it, and you know. But um, I love having you on, and I will buy your book, and I want the whole. I want everyone in our audience to buy the book. I, I'm actually going to buy it and read it on my commute because I have a long commute. My fair junkie. That's Amy Dresner. My fair junkie. What's the subtitle? Um, a memoir of getting dirty and staying clean. A memoir go. of getting dirty and staying clean. There you go. Awesome. And it's, uh, yeah, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. You know, yeah. You can just, I was, you know, yeah, because I got dirty, like, on the chain gang and with my sex addiction and with drugs, and then I got clean. It sounds like it's right up our listener base's alley. No, I'm going to... And it's super funny, too. And it's yeah. super, super raw. Super raw. Yeah. Like, very, very descriptive of everything. I don't hold back. Okay. Alrighty. I'm sorry my segue skills are so horrible. <laughs> um, but uh, very exciting to have you on, and uh, and I'm going to make you come on again sometime. Yeah, that was like 20 minutes, guys. Did I screw up? You hate me? What's no. <laughs> no, we suck. It's so not you. Do it's not you. It's totally <laughs> us. It's totally us. Uh, tell her, tell her why. Like oh, we do three in a row. We... Say it again. I said, do we need to reschedule a longer thing? I feel like we just got started. <laughs> oh, you're used to the longer form. Yeah. I looked at... Oh, your podcasts are in general short? Okay, that makes me feel better. No, we do... My alcoholism is making me feel like... Because I don't want to be on the show and then you're like, fuck her. No, not at all. <laughs> well, this is what happened. When I tried to hook you up, or when I tried to get you on the show in the first place and you were taking a nap... That's when Chris came over, and we were going to, like, start, and we recorded, we do hour-long episodes. So we recorded an episode, then you woke up, and my friend came over, so he was the first guest on this episode. Then while you are going, we're at the end of our hour, and somebody's downstairs trying to buzz in, and I freaked out and ended the interview too quickly. But I So it's us. We're idiots. <laughs> if you want to know the truth, that's the truth of it. Why don't we call this part one? That sounds great. Let's do it a second part. That sounds awesome. All right. I would love for you guys to read the book a little bit and get a feel for my That's what we'll do. We'll do that. That is what I will do. Amy, do you have any sort of contact information if anybody wants to reach out to you? Is that possible or no? Yeah, I have a website where there's pictures of the chain gang and all kinds of stuff, and I'll link to all my writing. And uh, it's called it's amydresner.com, A-M-Y-D-R-E-S-N-E-R.com. I'm on Twitter, Amy Dresner. I'm on Instagram, Amy Dresner. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook official page, Amy Dresner official. All that kind of good stuff. So if somebody okay. writes Amy Dresner, chances are they're going to find you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can even, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
right. Well, we'll put it all up on our site, and and uh, I will read the book, and we will get you back on for a really long one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really long one. <laughs> a really long one. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Amy. I really appreciate all right. it. Thanks, guys. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Perfect timing. I just showed Jim the lawn. We, we, we just ruined the interview. What do you mean? Uh, we had to just wrap it up at the end right with there. With this author. What's up, dude? Hey, I'm Chris. Oh, yeah, you we're still going. Let's just close it out right yeah. now, all right? All right. Oh, yeah, all right. So, uh, what do you got? Is it rolling? It's still rolling, yeah. Oh. It's still going. <laughs> well, I feel badly that we, we screwed up Amy Dresner's interview. We didn't screw it up, dude. It was 25 minutes of gold. We'll get her back for So we had 35 minutes. minutes of Todd using yeah. and 25 minutes of Amy Dresner getting clean. Yeah. There you uh, go. All right. Well, stay, nice stay strong, Dopey Nation. And toodles. Wait. What? I want reviews. <laughs> I want you to engage with us on Twitter, get on Instagram, Facebook. Reddit. Go to AA, maybe, yeah, maybe. If, if you're struggling yeah, and on the meeting. fence and you don't go to fish, go to AA. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, and stay strong. All right, and toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good, so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. And I wanna take a ride up in the sky. Watch this airplane just pass me by. And I wanna see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I wanna be Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad I wanna be good, so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand Shadow's getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand Busted city far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find. And I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be good so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And these suckers make me mad And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had 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 And these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had